Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I do want to let you know this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. And we also have a mailing address at that website. Uh, You can become a monthly ongoing supporter of the show and help us achieve key goals for making the show better at patreon.greatdetectives.net. But now it's time for today's episode of Hearthstone of the Death Squad from December 13th, 1951. Here's the marriage annulment case. Annulment murder case. Tonight we again present the famous Hearthstone of the Death Squad Implacable manhunter of the Metropolitan Police In one of his greatest investigations entitled The Marriage Annulment Murder Case with Peter Capel as Conrad Faulkner and Peggy Sanford as Isabel Gomez. And now, Inspector Hearthstone in the marriage annulment murder case. As the curtain rises, we see the luxurious living room of Conrad Faulkner, who is handsome, graying, and middle-aged. He is looking in a puzzled way at his very young wife as he holds in his hand a newspaper clipping, which she has just given him. And we hear him say the words that lead to one of Inspector Hearthstone's most famous murder cases. This newspaper clipping, my dear Glenda, why did you give it to me? From where does it come? From this afternoon's paper. Read it, Conrad. It's about some man and his wife whose marriage was annulled. But I don't know the people. Their marriage was annulled in court. Because it was proved they never lived together as husband and wife. Yes, so it says, but... Conrad, I wouldn't ask this if I thought it would hurt you. But couldn't our own marriage be ended the same way? I mean, by annulment. It's so much easier than divorce. So my sweet little wife finally comes to the conclusion, as I warned her, that marrying me might be her... Great mistake. You did warn me, Conrad. But when Father died and left you my guardian, I felt helpless and alone. I wanted someone to protect and care for me. I never thought... I couldn't be made to believe that... That one day love would come to you, huh? And now you find it has? Yes, deeply. Terribly, Conrad. I needn't ask, Glenda. Is he of your age? 
I'm torn between love for him and duty and gratitude and affection for you. But I'd rather die than live without him. I'm not unprepared for this. After all, it's the course of nature. I blame myself. When I first saw what was coming, I should have put him right out of my mind. But it was like lightning from the sky, Conrad. Don't tell me anything more, Glenda. There are limits. Where are you going, Conrad? To my club, where I shall stay until we have the matter of an annulment of our marriage settled. Don't worry. It will end well. Conrad, you don't hate me for this. Hate is a bitter word. Oh, in the fantastic world in which we live, who can predict? What? I may meet this young lover of yours, Glenda, and be his best man at your wedding. Conrad! Goodbye. I'll phone Eric right away. Hello? Eric Jackson speaking. Eric, this is Glenda. I told Conrad, and he said it was all right. Glenda, sweetheart. Wait, Eric. There was something in the way he said it that makes me afraid. Afraid? Something in the tone of his voice, something in his eyes I'd never seen before. If he threatened you, I'll... Conrad isn't the kind who threatens. Tell me exactly what he said, Glenda. I told him I didn't want to hurt him, but that I loved you. And... And early the following morning, we see the cold and calculating Inspector Hearthstone of the Death Squad with his assistant, Detective Sam Cook, in the pastel-tinted bedroom of Glenda Faulkner. Its peaceful beauty contradicted by the horribly mutilated body of Glenda, which lies sprawling across her bed. And we hear the inspector say, A filthy sight, Sam. Clearly this is a murder of hate. Yeah, Inspector. Stabbing her once wasn't enough. I counted ten places across her breast. The butler who reported the murder says her husband wasn't home last night. Yeah, he said he spent his night at his club. I wonder why. He ought to be here by now. The butler rung him up at the club. Hand me that newspaper on the floor beside her bed. Here you are, Inspector. Hmm. Curious. The leading story was clipped from the front page. That's yesterday afternoon, Star Telegraph, Inspector. I guess she cut it out with that scissors on her sewing table. Hmm? Well, she couldn't have, Sam. These are pinking scissors. They don't cut a clean line, but in the pattern of a saw. Well, they're the only scissors here, Inspector. Sam, phone the Star Telegraph. Find out what story they carried on the third column of yesterday's late edition. Yes, sir. There's a phone down the hall. Come in. You are Inspector Hearthstone? I'm Conrad Faulkner. This murdered woman's husband? Yes. But do not ask me to look at her. She was so young. So lovely. The issue at this moment is to discover her killer, Mr. Faulkner. If only I had not chosen last night of all nights to spend at my club. You cannot undo the past. No doubt you had an excellent reason for leaving your wife alone last night. 
A late business meeting, Inspector Hearthstone. And every minute of my absence can be accounted for. Aren't you getting a bit ahead of yourself? What? I didn't ask you for an alibi. But isn't the husband usually suspect when a wife is murdered, Inspector Hearthstone? Not always. You are a clever man, Inspector Hearthstone. I present the alibi, for I have a premonition that sooner or later I will be accused. Perhaps you are the clever one. Even at a time of tragedy, one cannot forget. Self-preservation is the first law of nature. Perhaps you can throw some light on this newspaper, Mr. Faulkner. Newspaper? Have you any idea what the subject of the story clipped from it was? Not the least idea, Inspector. Detective Cook and I found it beside your murdered wife's bed. It is completely a mystery to me. But how could it bear on Glenda's murder? Oh, yes, sir. Star Telegraph says that the story cut out from that paper was about a couple who had their marriage annulled because they never lived together as man and wife. Mr. Faulkner, perhaps the information Detective Cook gives me has a direct bearing on your wife's murder. But how, Inspector? On what terms did you leave your wife when you left to spend the night at your club? When did you last see her alive? Did you return to this house during the night? What was your true reason for leaving? The reason I gave. Business. Glenda and I parted on the happiest terms. I know nothing of this newspaper story of annulment. It does not concern me. It concerns me. When a girl obviously 25 years younger than her husband is murdered. I was Glenda's guardian before our marriage. Mm-hmm. Her father and I were long business colleagues. Wine merchants of international repute. I in Barcelona, he in New York. Yes. On his death, he appointed me her guardian. You have already said that. Then, Glenda, left alone in the world, sought the wisdom and protection of age. And asked me to be her husband. Our days were happy. And ended in her murder. A murder associated in some strange way with a newspaper story about a marriage annulment. So the question is... Is what? Was your young wife seeking to end her marriage to you by annulment because you had never lived together as man and wife? The suggestion offends me. Only one person had the motive to murder my wife. Who? A young man who was forcing unwelcome attentions upon her, Inspector Hearthstone, and whom she ordered out of her life yesterday. His name is Eric Jackson. Eric Jackson? That's phony to me, Inspector. One minute, Sam. It is not phony, Detective Cook. Here is Eric Jackson's address, Inspector Hearthstone. Hmm. You give his address as your own office, Mr. Faulkner. Exactly, Inspector. Eric Jackson is an employee of my firm. It is there where my murdered Glenda met him, only to have him form the unwelcome infatuation that caused her murder. Detective Cook and I will see this man, Mr. Faulkner, hoping, of course, that it will relieve you of suspicion. It will, Inspector. I'll have my butler show you out. You rang, sir? Show these gentlemen to the door, Pickett. This way, Inspector Hearthstone. Don't trouble, Pickett. We know the way. Good day, Mr. Faulkner. Pickett, bring me a double whiskey and soda. Better wait till the cops get out of the house, sir. That Hearthstone is a slick one. And what are you talking about? About this newspaper clipping I heard you and the missus arguing about yesterday afternoon, sir. Where did you find it? I venture you dropped it out of your pocket in front of her door 
When you came back to murder her last night. What? I'm offering it for sale, sir, to the highest bidder. It's between you and the cops. Ah, suppose you start off with, say, ten grand. Give me that clipping. And leave this house, Pickett. There's Mr. Faulkner's office, Inspector Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. For my dough, we're wasting our breath talking to that Eric Jackson. Guy he's trying to put the finger on. Sam, we have only suspicion, without evidence so far, that Faulkner murdered his wife. I'm interested in his butler. Odd situation. You mean Pickett? He served two terms for blackmail. What do you know? Oh, here's the door. Yes? You wish to see someone? I'm Inspector Hearthstone of the Death Squad, Office of Criminal Investigation. This is Detective Cook. The police? Nothing has happened here. I heard you say you were Inspector Hearthstone. Can I help you? We're looking for Mr. Eric Jackson. Is he around? I'm Eric Jackson. But why... We're investigating the murder of your employer's wife. No. Mrs. Conrad Faulkner. She was found murdered in her bed less than an hour ago. Glenda murdered? Oh, no. No. That is what you get, Eric Jackson, for your illegitimate love match with that girl. Mr. Faulkner's wife. Who are you, sister? Isabel Gomez. I work long for Mr. Faulkner. I see all this brewing. Murder had to result. I accuse Eric Jackson, the man you have come here to arrest. Glenda murdered. Oh, why didn't I call the police in time? Am I to assume by that, Mr. Jackson, that you had knowledge Mrs. Faulkner was in danger of being murdered? Of a certain he knew in advance. He killed her. He would have to know. Suppositions and accusations don't solve murders, Miss Gomez. Have you evidence? Evidence? No. But facts, yes. I'll hear your facts later, Miss Gomez. I suggest we go into this office, Mr. Jackson. Yes, Inspector Hearthstone. It's mine. Eric, suppose you start by telling me why you thought Mrs. Faulkner was in danger of being murdered. Glenda was murdered. Because she loved me. I've heard the contrary, but go ahead. She phoned me late yesterday afternoon that her husband had agreed to have their marriage terminated so she could marry me. She told her husband, Conrad, that she was in love with me. Did she say whether the marriage was to terminate by divorce or annulment? Annulment? No, she didn't. But she did say there was something in her husband's eyes, something in the tone of his voice when he agreed to end their marriage that... Put her in deadly fear of him. Why didn't you report that to the police? She wasn't murdered because she asked for a divorce. Or because of our love for each other, Inspector Hearthstone? No. Glenda was her husband's ward, as well as his wife. He was also the executor of her father's estate and the sole custodian of the fortune her father left her. Yes? He embezzled every cent of her money. And the books of this company will prove it. Glenda became suspicious of him. It wasn't a murder of passion, Inspector Hearthstone. It was a cold and calculated murder to keep her husband from behind prison bars. Hmm, that may throw a new light on the case. I'm an expert accountant, and I know what I'm talking about. And Inspector Hearthstone... Yes? There's another reason Conrad Faulkner wanted Glenda out of the way. What reason? That woman in the outer office, Isabel Gomez. 
The one who accused me of murdering Glenda. How? Why? Because they worked the theft of Glenda's money together and want to be off together. And I can prove that, too. Detective Cook. Sam. Yeah, Inspector. Bring Isabel Gomez in here. Eric Jackson accused her of theft and murder. Hearthstone of the Death Squad and the marriage annulment murder case continues in just a moment. Is this show coming to you on your car radio? How are your brakes? The pedal getting too close to the floorboards? And how about your lights, horn, windshield wipers? If they're not in shape, you're taking chances. Why do it? There are repair shops everywhere. And now... Back to Hearthstone of the Death Squad and the marriage annulment murder case. Investigating the murder of lovely young Glenda Faulkner, brutally stabbed to death in her own bed, Inspector Hearthstone is told by her older husband, Conrad Faulkner, that Glenda was receiving unwelcome attentions from Eric Jackson, a young man of her own age who works for him. Suspicion begins to point at Conrad when the inspector discovers a newspaper beside the murder bed with an item about a marriage annulment cut from it. And upon his questioning Eric Jackson, Eric accuses Conrad and Isabel Gomez, also employed by Conrad, saying that Isabel helped Conrad to embezzle his wife's fortune and that Conrad murdered his wife to prevent discovery. Now, a moment later, at Conrad Faulkner's office, Inspector Hearthstone is saying to his assistant, Detective Sam Cook... Detective Cook, bring Isabel Gomez in here. Eric Jackson accuses her of theft and murder. It is a lie. I do not steal. I do not murder. I didn't say murder, Inspector Hearthstone. I said theft. One minute, Eric. Swine! You pig, Eric. Shut up, Isabel. He is a swine, a pig, Detective Cook. Eric lies, Inspector Hearthstone. But he will not deceive you. What do you wish with me? I wish to know why you're wearing only one earring, Isabel. What? Why, I must have dropped it in the other room. I go see. No, you needn't. Here is its mate, a black jet earring. I picked it off the ground directly under the window of the bedroom where Glenda Faulkner was murdered. Those earrings, they can be bought at any department store in New York. Every woman you meet wears them. They're the fashion. We'll check up on that one fast, sister. Heaven help me, then. She is Glenda's murderess, Inspector Hearthstone. And all proved by a dropped earring. It is not my earring, Eric Jackson. The earring was not the only clue I found beneath the window. What? What, another? This star sapphire cufflink. Can either of you identify it? Eric, Isabel? I have never set eyes on it. And you, Eric? I think it's Conrad Faulkner. You lie, Eric. It is not Mr. Faulkner. You think it is the murdered girl's husband's cufflink, Eric? I'm not certain, Inspector Hearthstone, but it looks like one of those he wore. Thank you, Eric. And you, Miss Gomez. You will both please go to your homes and remain there. This office will be closed and sealed for police inspection. Come along, Sam. Okay, Inspector. 
I'm out of step, Inspector Arstone. Slap me down. But why aren't we pinching that dame? Do you think we could convict her on the evidence of this earring alone, Sam? Well, it's a sense that she and the murdered girl's husband were at Tosum. We got her earring and his cufflink. Out off the murder scene. Quite so. What are those newspapers you got under your arm, Inspector? Two copies of yesterday's Star Telegraph, Sam. With the story of that highly interesting marriage annulment checked in pencil on one. Where'd you get them? In the waste paper basket in the reception room of Mr. Faulkner's office. But he may not have put them there. That marriage annulment clipping seems to be turning up everywhere. We'll confront Faulkner with it, Sam, at his house within the next few minutes. Inspector Hearthstone, come in. I'm here too, Mr. Faulkner. My apologies, Detective Cook. My butler, Pickett, left my employ suddenly and without reason, so I answered the door myself. Your butler, Pickett, is a known criminal and a blackmailer. You astonish me, Inspector Hearthstone. I failed to check his reference when I employed him. Oh, does this cufflink happen to be yours, Mr. Faulkner? Yes. It is one of a set that was presented to me. I never wore them. I put them aside in my desk at the office. You uh, found it there, of course. No. On the ground directly beneath the window of your murdered wife's bedroom. How it got there, I cannot say. But this newspaper clipping may interest you, Inspector Hearthstone. Newspaper clipping? Hmm. It does very much. Especially as it is a marriage annulment story from yesterday's Star Telegraph. My butler, Pickett, attempted to blackmail me for $10,000 for it. He overheard my wife, Glenda, presented to me as a possible way to have her marriage to me annulled. Really? So you admit it now? Admit that your wife came to you to have your marriage annulled? Just as I thought. I agreed to her plea quite readily. Ours was a marriage of convenience rather than love, Inspector Hearthstone. We did not live together as man and wife. Our marriage could have been annulled. But I thought no more of this clipping until Pickett attempted to use it as a means of blackmail. Faulkner, earlier today, you complimented me by calling me clever. And I returned it by saying perhaps you were the clever one. You were very gracious, Inspector Hearthstone. Now is no time for pretty words. Undoubtedly, you have come to reveal who murdered my wife. There is such a thing as being too clever, Mr. Faulkner. I quite agree, Inspector. After all, the proof of the pudding... Is in the eating. And figuratively speaking, neither you nor I have eaten yet. But the records of the police show that the refusal of a wife to live with her husband provides a prime motive for murder. Good day, Mr. Faulkner. I'm not asking you this time why we're not making a pinch, Inspector. Sam, radio headquarters from the car. One, to search this house for the butler Pickett's body. Right. Two, have the police auditors check the books in Faulkner's office. And third... Here's the car. Back to headquarters quickly, Sam. Now, back in Inspector Hearthstone's grim office at the death squad, we hear Detective Cook say... I'll give it to you fast, Inspector. The butler Pickett's not dead. He's drunk as a lord, shooting money like crazy. Get on with it, Sam. Report on Isabel Gomez. 
The murdered Glenda Faulkner's husband, Conrad, is putting up for Isabel in a lush apartment on East 53rd Street. Mm-hmm. You got her black jet earring and his cufflink already found at the murder scene. Get on to the auditor's report on Faulkner's books, Sam. Yeah, uh, right here, sir. Well, let me see it. I've no time to read it myself. Hmm. The solution is in Faulkner's book, Sam, and in this neatly cut-out clipping of the marriage annulment story in the Star-Telegraph. Yeah? I got everybody outside, Inspector Hearthstone. Faulkner, Isabel, and Eric Jackson. Bring them in, Sam. The case is solved. Come in, all of you. I reached the conclusion, Inspector Hearthstone, that your cleverness is bringing my wife's killer to arrest. Mr. Faulkner... An audit of your books reveals that every dollar of your wife's estate held in trust by you was embezzled. That is not a clever solution, Inspector. It is impossible. Neither was it clever of you, Faulkner, to put up for this woman, Isabel Gomez, in one of the most expensive apartments in the city. Is passionate love proof of murder, Inspector? I proudly say the money Conrad Faulkner spent on me was not embezzled from his murdered wife, Glenda. Let me at her. It's like I said, Inspector. Faulkner killed Glenda. He embezzled her money. Isabel helped him murder her. You, you have all the evidence. Her earring, his cufflink. Proof of a $500,000 theft. Easy, Eric. I'll kill them both. Grab him, Sam. <laughs> Eric Jackson is the murderer. What? Eric? Yes, Eric Jackson. You're a fool, Hearthstone. You're not fit to be a police officer. I deal in evidence. And you gave me too much. You planted Isabel's black jet earring on the scene. You planted Conrad Faulkner's cufflink along with it. And you cut this story of the marriage annulment from the newspaper. That's a lie. You cut it out with these shears. Found in a search of your room, Eric. Glenda cut it from the newspaper herself. In her room, with her scissors. The only scissors in Glenda's room were pinking shears. Shears that leave the pattern of a saw. You gave her the story, Eric. Gave her the idea to ask her husband for an annulment of their marriage so you'd be free to murder her and have her husband accused. He embezzled her money. The proof is in his books. The proof in his books is that you, Eric Jackson, forged entries and took the money. Here's proof you did. All right, Hearthstone. I did. Detective Cook, charge him with willful murder. Take him to the cells. Out of that door, Jackson. Start moving. Is it not as I said, Inspector Hearthstone? You are the clever one. Not I. Through your sheer stupidity, Faulkner, you made me believe you were perhaps the most clever suspect I'd ever met in my long experience as a police officer. But that's neither here nor there. It's my job to bring murderers to heel. And your wife's killer will end up in the electric chair. of the Death Squad, right solved in the files of the marriage annulment murder case. The part of Inspector Hearthstone was played by Alfred Shirley, written by Frank Hummert, directed by Henry Howard, and is a presentation of CBS Radio. Listen in next Thursday night at the same time for Hearthstone of the Death Squad in Murder and The Little Man with the Big Mustache. 
Coming right up, CBS Radio is proud to announce the premiere performance of Stars in the Air, a new program featuring Hollywood stars in special adaptations of all-time best screen comedies and romances. For tonight's premiere, Stars in the Air brings you James Stewart and Donna Reed in It's a Wonderful Life. Stay tuned for this Stars in the Air premiere, which follows immediately on most of these same stations. Blood and blood plasma are saving the lives of many a wounded man in Korea. We owe it to these brave men to supply the blood for their care. In the treatment of many casualties, there is no substitute for blood, and it is imperative that action be taken to ensure that an adequate supply is ready for immediate use. The Department of Defense is calling up for an immediate stepping up of blood collections. This month, our country is short 300,000 pints of blood. It's up to every one of us who is able to make up this staggering deficit. So call your Red Cross chapter or local blood donor center for an appointment to make your donation of blood for the armed forces. You will be doing your part in keeping America free. Listen for Hearthstone of the Death Squad in Murder and the Little Man with the Big Mustache at the same time next Thursday night. Your announcer is Harry Kramer. And remember, it's two hours of music, the nation's favorite songs every Friday night on the CBS Radio Network. This is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site. We stream live OTR Westerns 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, along with putting out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, an interesting way to put that, I guess. So if I'm understanding, Hearthstone almost got the wrong guy because he thought that the guy was very clever. In fact, as a murderer, in fact, it was that the reason he looked very clever as a murderer was that he was very stupid as someone who wasn't a murderer. Wow. Well, at any rate, we actually have just one more week to go, so be sure and listen again next Tuesday for our last Hearthstone of the Death Squad uh, episode. Also on, coming up tomorrow is The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meanwhile, do send a comment to us, Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. You can also, if you have a show-related voicemail, you can give us a call 208-991-4783. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.